Welcome to the BT Powerhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Thomas Bendit. And I this will be a very abbreviated podcast. I know we've had a couple of those lately, but I wanted to have some instant reaction to the Indiana hire. Um, it is Saturday, March what March twenty fifth, I wanna say. Um sorry, I'm I'm on the road if you can't hear. And like I said, I wanted to get, you know, 10, 15 minutes of analysis or so on the hire and what it means for the Hoosiers going forward. We'll have plenty more coverage next week as far as the, the NCAA tournament goes, the offseason, so on and so forth. Um, there's plenty, plenty to talk about there. And obviously on Friday night with Wisconsin going down, the Big Ten 2016-17 season came to a close. So no, no need to rush to get our analysis there because well we have uh what seven eight months (laughs) before next season so uh so yeah um big news breaks saturday afternoon early afternoon um dayton head former dayton head coach archie miller will be taking the couple hour ride over from dayton to bloomington where he will become the head coach of the indiana hoosiers First, you know, instant reaction as far as this goes, it seems like a decent fit. You know, Archie Miller, as far as the mid-major guys, he was obviously one of the most rumored head coaching candidates for, what, two, three, maybe even four years running. I I think you can make an argument maybe he wasn't the, the most qualified, so to speak, you know, because you have Greg Marshall out there. But in terms of rumored, you know, mid-major guys who could make the jump, to a Big Ten job. Obviously, Archie Miller has been up there for a few years running and most of the latter portion of Tom Crean's tenure in Bloomington. So, you know, from an initial aspect, not a crazy hire. You know, I I think most people expected Indiana to go with one of the the conventional routes, so to speak, and this is certainly one of them. You know, I'd say spinning off of that, I, I think it's a good hire. I don't think you can complain much about it. Miller has more than proven himself at Dayton, you know, and he's been he's been pretty good on the recruiting trail. I don't want to sit here and act like he's brought in, you know, Kentucky level talent or anything like that. But he's recruited well. He's also uh, I, I want to say he's done decently on the transfer market as well. From what uh, again, I'm on the road, but this is my instant reaction, so to speak. I think he's done pretty well there, but. You know, I, I think he has the pedigree in terms of recruiting. I think he has the pedigree in terms of name. And his success at Dayton speaks for itself. Um, you know, the Flyers have been arguably the most successful mid-major program other than Gonzaga over the last five, six years running here. So I, it's it's certainly one of those things where you he, has, he checks all the boxes. And, you know, that's something Indiana really wanted to go for this time. You know, I, I personally had said... This is a higher Indiana had to hit. You could not risk another miss. And I'll get to Alford, you know, the, who was the biggest rumored candidate in a in a little bit here. But this was a higher I don't think you could miss. You know, Indiana has been too up and down, too inconsistent. And, you know, as I talked about on a previous podcast on here, if you actually go back as far as Indiana basketball, they have had two legitimately good years in the last 15 seasons um it they've had some solid ones as well but two seasons that i would say flat out met the indiana expectations so to speak but other than that it's been underwhelming performances inconsistency and certainly the last four years of crean's tenure 
um, illustrate that well with two Big Ten titles and two um, NCAA misses, or I want to I want to say two in the last four years. But you know, it this was a higher. I, I'm not saying Indiana had to go with the safe route, quote unquote. But they needed someone who they knew who was a proven winner. They couldn't risk someone who goes up and down, something along that those lines. So uh, initial you know, thoughts, I would say good, solid hire, maybe a little predictable. You know, for uh, Indiana did not swing for the fences on this one. You know, they, they hit the nice ground ball off to center, and we'll see how it goes from there. But this was not, you know, a risky hire from any perspective. Maybe it doesn't work out, but you know, on paper this should be a, a pretty good fit. You know, spinning off of that as far as comparing um Archie Miller to some of the other Indiana candidates. Um you know I, I, I think you know we posted right after uh I wanna say Indiana got knocked out of the Big Ten tournament. I, I posted an article the eleven coaching candidates to replace Tom Crean. Um, we got a little heat for it because Tom Crean had not been canned at that point, but I, I felt like it was coming, and I felt like it was something that was deserved uh, it, for the Indiana fan base. You know, it, it was something people were wondering about. But you know, obviously, some of, some of the big ones, which I even said in there, you know, Brad Stevens was not coming to Bloomington, so there's no point in even talking about it. Um, so once you know, you knock off Brad Stevens, Billy Donovan. Who have has been rumored consistently with a few people, as I I said in the article that that was one where you're going to need all the stars to align. Uh, it, it's a very very unlikely you know one out of a hundred maybe even overestimating the chances of that hire, uh, and obviously that doesn't happen. So if if you count out and and even Greg Marshall to an extent, you know whatever your opinion of him as a fit at Indiana. The guy has a great thing going at Wichita State, and he makes a lot of money. That was one of those where, you know, maybe it's a little easy to uh, uh, overrate his chances for leaving just because, again, he's he's not in Archie Miller's situation where he's not, you know, really, really young and just getting his feet. You know, Marshall's an, old, an older guy. That's in quotes here um, because I know some people will, will be sitting there going, hey, <laughs> he's not that old. Uh, all things considered, but you know he's he's older than Archie, so I, I think getting up and moving it might be a little more challenging uh, as far as far as that goes. But I think once you get out those three and you kind of sit back and look at what's left, um, even even Tony Bennett, I know he had been rumored a lot, and I consistently said you know two things about Tony Bennett. First, does he want to leave Virginia? You know, I understand. They had a disappointing performance this year, and, and really the last couple of years, the NCAA tournament has not been very kind to the to the Cavaliers. But he has a good thing going there. You know, he makes a good bit of money. They're consistent. He has a proven winner. Um, and the second thing is, is as I said uh, on Twitter, you know, when the Bennett rumors were flying, I don't think he's a good fit in Bloomington. And the, my main reason there is, I think his system is suited better for one of those. B type programs and I don't want to rip on Virginia that's a great program a lot of people are jealous of that but Indiana needs a guy to have a system who's going to utilize that elite talent because Indiana should get elite talent every year and I don't think Bennett has a system that does that very well I think his is built on defense 
uh, smart basketball and, and things along that line. You know, seniors suit him well. Players like that, you know, tough-nosed guys who can get the job done versus, you know, the freaks, so to speak, the five-star one-and-done guys who Indiana will be in um, the recruitments for. So I, I, I never thought he was a good fit, um, all things considered. But so, you know, when you take Bennett out, when you take Donovan out, Stevens out, and Marshall out, which, as I said, I didn't think any of those were super, super realistic. Um, I, I think you sit back and say, huh, yeah, Archie Miller was probably the best, if not right up there as, as far as candidates go for the Indiana job. So I, I think when you scoop back and look at that, you have to be pretty satisfied with what went on. You know, it's not going to have the sizzle that some Hoosier fans would have hoped for. Um, but it's not a miss. There is no reaching here. It was the quote-unquote projected hire. Um, man, I've been using a lot of air quotes lately. Uh, <laughs> it was the the projected hire, you know, the hotshot mid-major coach who was moving up to the uh, the Big Ten level. So, I mean, I, I don't think you can complain much about that. And, you know, spinning off of that, you know, talked a little bit about some of the other candidates, what Miller has himself um, I just wanted to take a second to kind of break down best case scenarios, worst case scenarios for Miller and in Indiana. You know, I, I would say best case scenario, you just hired your new, the, you know, the new face of your program for the next 30 years. I mean, okay, maybe 30 years is exaggerating, but Archie Miller's a young guy. He can recruit. Obviously, you know, you look at what Sean Miller has done, his brother um, at Arizona, You you have to like what's on the table potentially um for the Hoosiers and that program and you know if he gets things rolling you know Dayton certainly didn't doesn't look like it's going to be dropping off anytime soon um and he's going to have far more resources available uh in Bloomington so I, I think if you sit back and look at that you know best case scenario this could be your new program here for decades um and I and I don't think I'm exaggerating there I mean uh, if he hits the ground running, which will be challenging, giving some of the roster attrition, uh, this could be a big, big year uh, for the Hoosiers and and the next couple for Miller and an established sort of a long term tenure. Because if he gets this thing going, I don't think he's leaving for anything other than a big time NBA job. There just there aren't that many jobs that would be more appealing than Indiana, especially to Miller. So I I think. When you sit back and look at that, you have to feel pretty happy about the potential best-case scenario. Um, as far as worst-case scenario, um, I, I would say twofold. Um, first, you know, Archie Miller it was at Dayton. The Atlantic 10 is a really good league, you know, for those of you who don't follow mid-major basketball. Um, and, and frankly, even labeling it as a mid-major is sometimes a little misleading. But, you know, the truth is, is he has not won... At a, at a Big Ten level. So I, I think the first thing is, is you know, is this going to be too big of a step up for him um, a, a, as a head coach? And I think the second one is, is you know, he hasn't landed five-star talent. Is he going to be able to recruit the these elite prospects that Indiana wants and needs to meet its expectations? Um, and, and moreover from there, uh, things could start pretty rough. You know, this roster... Indiana's 2017 class is falling apart, you know, for better or worse, or, you know, for whatever reasons, 
You know, multiple guys have asked for the releases and so on. Um, Indiana's class is falling apart. Thomas Bryant and James Blackman could easily go pro. And then you're talking about replacing a massive part of your lineup and not bringing in a great recruiting class. So I think when you when you sit there, you know, you do have to say a little bit to yourself, uh-oh, this could be a rough start for Miller in Bloomington if things don't go right. And then obviously if he can't capitalize from there on big-time recruits and in some of these big games, things could get rough. Uh, but, but obviously in a worst-case scenario – probably not that likely it's probably somewhere in between these best case and worst case scenarios but overall i think you have to feel pretty good about where things sit um for the hoosiers program and i I think archie miller's going to be a pretty good coach in indiana um overall you know it we'll see how he does obviously starting uh and the recruiting here in the next couple weeks and months but uh if, if I'm a Hoosier fan, I'm pretty excited about where things are sitting. You know, maybe I'm not as overjoyed as if they had gotten one of the the dream candidates. But uh, it's a nice, solid hire, and, and they'll move ahead. But, but with that, I'm going to wrap up the podcast. As I said, it's going to be a brief one. Um, and for everyone, please, please check out BT Powerhouse. We're going to have a lot of coverage on this hire in the days ahead. And uh, plenty more about the tournament. And, and as we move in, you know, the transfer season has started. So plenty more to cover. But with that, my name is Thomas Bendit. You can follow me on Twitter at TBendit. And we'll, I'm looking forward to, to seeing you, all you guys next time.